this is cleared up a little bit, so be thankful for that. You're not going to hear me clearing my throat as much today. So, yeah. Uh, what what, is, what episode is this like? Episode 11? I officially surpassed my previous episodes from two years ago, back whenever I was trying to get a podcast thing going. That was doing really well, the first one. And um, probably probably because I was actually advertising it more or just letting people know it was there. This one, I'm I'm a little... I'm not doing that as much. I've already talked about this before, though. Um, Because... when I was doing the first one I was living in Texas and um, there's certain rules you have to abide by in Texas or laws for that matter one of them you can't be smoking pot so you know uh, I wasn't smoking weed during my podcast in the first one like what I do in pretty much every single episode I do. If I keep this up, I'm going to like, this is going to be my brand. I'm just going to be the, the guy that gets high. Even though that is so little of my life, getting high. Eh. <laughs> I, I get high a lot more than I drink beer. But I, I almost don't even drink beer. When I do drink, it's usually two weeks apart or so and it's on one day and I'm and when I but when I do decide to drink it's to get fucked up I will admit I can't really have one beer after a long day of work or something I can have one ball or two or three but never really one beer sometimes I can if I'm if I'm feeling it I'll have one but uh I smoke less than the average person drinks. So get off my back. The only reason I smoke during podcasts is because it's kind of, for me, a way to get a topic going. And, you know, what when I'm high, it gets a little bit easier to flow. I'm looking for my stir stick right now. can't find it. I always lose it. For those of you who don't smoke weed, uh, a lot of a lot of pot smokers have a thing called a stir stick. So if you're if you got some some leftover ash in your bowl or something, it's it's hard to to you don't want to like blow it out with your mouth because it's going to go everywhere. So you you want to have a stir stick with you so you can you know make it come out. Also, like if you're if you have a bowl already loaded, you you're gonna have like burnt weed on top, the stuff you can't smoke. Oh, found it! And so you want to like flip it over where the unsmoked weed is on top. Ow! Sorry, poked myself with my stirrer stick. Weed does kill. All right, but what was I just talking about? I have a very weird workout schedule or workout routine where when I'm doing leg day, 
I I will do my squats first, you know, all the leg machines, all that good stuff, and then I'll do cardio. That's like never the case for most people. Usually you want to do cardio to get your blood pumping and get energy going, and then you lift weights. But for some stupid reason, I can't explain because I don't know why, I just always prefer doing cardio after lifting. Whenever my legs are jello. Uh I don't I don't I don't know. I can't explain this one. I'm sorry, I don't have a rationalization for why I prefer it this way. Cause in if anything, it might be more harmful to do it that way. I don't I don't know if it is, but you know, maybe. Maybe there's a reason people do cardio first. Well the reason is because they wanna warm their body up. Get a good sweat going. But, yeah, I don't know why. Ew. Sorry, I'm picking hair out of my weed. <sighs> I need a vacuum. Okay, we're good. I hope it's my hair. I... I have a very messy apartment, but you can't see the mess because it's in the carpet. I've We've gone without a vacuum for quite some time now. I mean, my room's fairly clean. Like, it's organized to a reasonable extent, but we just don't have a vacuum. So, and I, I'm, I have a beard, so I shed quite a bit. No one thinks about people shedding, but we definitely shed, and you see that in, if you don't vacuum your carpet, oh man, not just, yeah, not just shed with hair, but skin, like, we get dead skin fall off of us all the time, so a vacuum would be a good investment. I might actually do that. I might go buy one after this recording, and then the next podcast i'll let you guys know if i actually went through with it this seems like a very laid-back conversation right now i don't i don't think i don't feel like i'm going to be able to come up with something interesting to talk about i'm kind of just bullshitting right now i mean i always do that at the beginning of my podcast because you know i just i just start recording to see where it goes and sometimes i think well, you know, I, I only post the podcasts, the recordings that I like, the ones that don't bore me. So a lot of times I, I can find a direction to take this episode. But a lot of times I can't. You guys, most of the recordings I make never get posted because I just, I don't think they're they're worthy. Maybe to some people, but not to me. That's where it counts. I think that's where it should count in any form of art. Like, don't don't make it for other people. Don't make it in a way where you think other people would like it. Uh, do it the way you feel it's appropriate. Um, it's it was the Beatles who, if none of the members liked a song, they wouldn't 
go through with it. They would just abandon it. So that's kind of how I like to do the podcast. So probably for every podcast you hear, there were four that didn't get published. So think about that. And the longest one I went with that didn't get published, I recorded for like 30 minutes. That's pretty long to not publish it, you know. Because it was just going so well, and then it didn't. And I could just edit that out. But it'd be it'd be a little tricky in some cases. Oh, Jerry. I miss hunting. I haven't hunted in a while. I think I was a junior in high school. Yeah. First time I hunted, I popped my forehead because I didn't hold on to the gun uh, firm enough. And the scope just got me right between the eyes. I still have the scar. I was, I'm today, like still today, from my whole life, I've always been bad at not picking my scabs. And that's exactly what I did with my, my scope scar. I just picked at it, and now there's a goddamn scar on my face. And I'm going to have to deal with it. It's, you don't really notice it unless I point it out. And then you can't unnotice it. That's usually the case with a lot of things, right? Like, I like to point out to people my very subtle defects. Like, what's a good one? This is the case for most people, but our nostrils are uneven. Our faces are pretty uneven. If you ever, like, actually pay attention are if you like look at people's earlobes, they're never gonna be aligned in people's nostrils. I've never I don't think I've ever paid much attention to eyes. They could be disaligned. Is that the word? Unaligned? Disaligned? I don't know. But yeah, just pay attention next time you're looking. But hunting. I haven't hunted in quite some time. Um, my first deer was a doe, second was a buck, and I've only killed two deer. Um, I don't think I've killed anything else. I think I shot a bunny in the leg, and it whimpered into the cacti, so I couldn't find it. That's the worst part about hunting, when you injure it, and now it's just breathing heavily on the ground, and you have to go find it by tracking the blood. And it's just there whimpering like, ah, ah. <laughs> like, have you ever heard a deer grunt? It's, it's very disturbing. It's like a human, but you got to slit its throat. You got to put it out of its misery. And it's, it, that's the hard one because it's more, it's more hands-on rather than just shooting it from a distance. You have to like go up to it and close its eyes with your hands and just, Say a little Indian prayer, and then slit its throat. That's how I do it. Not really. Actually, my uncle slid it for me. You know, I was too disturbed by it. I don't think there's anything wrong or unmasculine about feeling bad about the death of an animal. You know? 
Because imagine if you intended on eating it and that food just went to waste. Like something happened, like maggots got on it or something, and you just couldn't eat the animal. Like I would be devastated that I killed an animal for no reason. Um, I don't, I'm not, I'm not scared to point out my vulnerabilities about things or when I get a little more emotional. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, men have like, we've invented this standard of what it means to be masculine. And it just, it doesn't make much sense to me, you know? Because if you think about it, like Spartans, like this, it's widely known that Spartans, uh, before a battle, they would just have this huge orgy fest with each other. They just get freaky with just butt loving for I I I want to think over three hours, <laughs> and then they would go and murder people the next day. That's pretty damn masculine. I like who are we to say Spartans were doing it wrong? They're they're sissies. <laughs> like God. And the reason they would they would have sex with each other is because to them that was bonding. That's how you got closer to your comrade by fucking him. <laughs> I mean it's it's a it's a controversial strategy, but seems to be effective. So I'm not saying guys should be having sex with each other, like straight guys, to to bond. But, you know, I'm making a point where we kind of just make up what it means to be masculine. It doesn't really mean much, you know. And in other animal species, like birds, the most uh, – the biggest candidate for a female bird to mate with a male bird is usually going to be the most attractive one, like the one with the brightest feathers. Because that represents, you know, they were thinking that because like the brightest feathers represent health and good genes for a bird. But there's this new idea, or not even a new idea, it was in Darwin's book. But it's getting more attention now where the reason the the most brightest feathered bird gets the female is because they're just pretty. Girls like that, that it's just attractive to them. Not, not because it represents like their version of biceps or something or money. Like this is a bird's money. This is a bird's version of currency by having bright feathers, you know, in a lot of ways. But really they're thinking that that's just what they like. They just prefer the bird who's a little more out there. Like if you had a a, a line of five doves and they're all the same grayish white color or whatever color they are, and – and there's this this one dove that came along and just had a little streak of blue in his feather. Just a little bit. Like the female would immediately see that one as different, you know, unique. It's attractive. It's because it's different. It's kind of 
it's just a new way. Like, oh, damn. But it's an interesting, it's an interesting take on evolution. Because, you know, maybe it's not about survival of the fittest. Maybe it's survival of, of the most attractive in some cases. Not all cases, but in a lot of bird cases. I listened to a podcast on it. Uh, if you guys want to listen to it, it's Radiolab. Radiolab's podcast. I'm trying to find the episode name of it. Just because, you know, I could have butchered that. But it's it's something really interesting to learn about. Uh, the beauty puzzle and the the details are when a female animal is checking out her prospects, natural selection would dictate that she pay attention to how healthy or strong or fit he is. But when it comes to finding a mate, some animals seem to be engaged in a very different game. What if a female were looking for something else, something that has nothing to do with fitness, something beautiful? Today we explore a different way of looking at evolution, what it may mean for the course of science. So if you want to go listen to that episode, Radio Lab, available everywhere. Man, they should pay me. I just, I just pugged radio, plugged Radio Lab for no reason. Where was I going with this? Masculinity. Our, our our version of masculinity yeah, doesn't really come from any biological thing. And in a lot of ways it does, you know, like a lot of grunt work, a lot of physical labor type stuff. Like that's a pretty masculine thing. And that's more in our blood to, to be that way, I would argue. But other things like clothing and shit that is kind of something that comes from the mind, that's pretty subjective for the most part because then you've all know harari's book sapiens i guess i've seen his middle name it just takes too long Yuval harari's book sapiens he points out like kings from the 1700s a lot of them wore high heels and capes and these big poofy cuffs on their shirts and they just look so flamboyant they look like a guy in a bird suit and today we would see that as someone, you know, on the hello, one of those guys. Um, but so like today, but back then, sorry, that was masculine. That is what people saw as a masculine man because that represented power and things. Because it's really only the kings and the princes who dressed like that. But today, our presidents, you know, it's gray suits. Black tie, gray suits, very uh, uniform, very uh, plain, just drab, like a Band-Aid. That's what masculine looks like now. And and our perceptions change with it. You know, it's all subjective. It's just a cultural thing, generational thing. Like, what is, what's it going to mean to be masculine 20 years from now? You know? Like even today, what our dads try to like instill in our brains, uh, what it means to be a man. You know, there's probably a lot of things they're doing that their great 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 grandfather would call call him a pussy for. You know, so masculinity is always changing. So we should be a little more easy and 
open to different ways of acting and behaving because it really doesn't mean anything and it really it, it's it makes it hard to be yourself whenever you set a masculine standard or a feminine standard you know for, same goes for women but i can't really you know i i come i'm a i'm a, I'm a man i'm a i'm a male with a penis so i really only have experience from that but there are ones with females too obviously so this i don't know if i can add much more this is pretty good how was it 20 minutes wow these these things really do fly by it's pretty awesome i may have gotten a little too high cuz i just like <laughs> i'm like suddenly back in my head where oh my god have i been talking for 20 minutes uh it's like a little mini blackout. <laughs> Not really. I don't want to. I don't want to describe it that way. Then just move people away from it entirely. It's, it's not that bad. Is for lack of a better word. But yeah, this was good. This was a good stopping point. Stopping point. Sorry if I'm mumbling. I might go back and see how I sounded. All right, guys. Later.